So um, over 12 design partners, does that mean they're paying customers or are you guys pre-revenue today? Today, the company is pre-commercialization. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to getlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at getlatka.com. Hey, folks, my guest today is author Ben Noon. He's a seasoned entrepreneur with vast cybersecurity experience and was the founder and CEO of Argus, a global leader in automotive cybersecurity, which was acquired by Continental in 2017. Following that acquisition, he served as a member of the senior management at the company and as CEO of Argus, leading it to protect over 60 million vehicles globally. He served as captain in the IDF Cyber Intelligence Unit 8200 and was a team member of two Israeli Defense Prize winning projects. Afar, are you ready to take us to the top? Ready. All right. Something special is happening over there in Israel. You know, I have these founders on and they're all for exit IDF. You know, we've got Ari at CoreLogix, Tomor at Yatpo. What's happening over there? Well, I think it's two things, right? One uh, is, is the fact that um, a lot of Israelis now are, are, are looking, what can they do better for the world? How they can contribute a little bit more? And I think it's kind of the, the feeling of, of the ecosystem that uh, there are opportunities that we can bring uh, value. And the other point is obviously the, the background, right? So the fact that everything is always quite uh, hectic, uh, the background coming from 8200 is, is also very much uh, helpful where we are solving uh, significant problems on, on daily basis. Um, so yeah, the atmosphere here is quite good now. So you're tackling security in the enterprise now with this new corporate browser that you've built specifically for distributed workforces. How on earth can you do you get people or, or teams to convince their teams to switch from Safari, Chrome, or the browser they use onto your secure browser? I think when, when teams already understanding that working from everywhere uh, they would need to have additional security on, on the endpoints, especially the less managed uh, endpoints, potentially personal devices, or uh, uh, if it's contractor, then, then in many cases they have devices from uh, other companies. I think it's clear for people and it's well understood that they will need to have some type of uh, protection on, on this unmanaged endpoint. And if you think about the alternatives, right, to install now a fully managed uh, uh, network filtering, uh, or is it to install a, a fully uh, managed ADR on this uh, on this device? Then one of the alternatives that are the having the least amount of privacy invasion is actually a browser, because then, in a sense, your your employee knows that you are only monitoring things which are corporate related, but anything else is not. Mm-hmm. And so walk me through pricing. Obviously, every SaaS company is different, but how do you price this thing? Very, very similar to, to ADR. So the pricing model is, is pretty much identical. Uh, sorry, what are you pricing as? Number of browser installation, number of seats, feature-based yes, upselling? Yes. So it's number of browser installations. So it's in a sense uh, uh, per device per month. Okay, per device per month. And and so obviously, um, you know, if you're signing up an SMB with two customers, that's different than an enterprise with 500 customers or licenses signing up. What's your sweet spot? What's the average customer paying you per month or per year to use this technology? 
So our target uh, customer would be organizations which are between 5,000 uh, employees to, to about 50. So this would be kind of our, our sweet spot, organizations which are big enough that have enough people working from all over the world, enough contractors, enough challenging use cases, because one of the biggest uh, advantages that we can bring is kind of a consolidation of the different uh, devices, different uh, use cases. So offer five to 50,000 employees as your target audience, but where are you at today? What's the average team size on your platform using you guys today? We have an organization still pretty much all ranges, some with hundreds of thousands of employees, some with uh, tens of employees. So in terms of the size of the customers. But but if you take all the empl- all the devices on your platform divided by all the brands using you, you can back into an average. What's that sweet spot? Like it's a thousand, maybe a thousand employees, a fair sweet spot. Something like that. Yeah, I think that. Would okay. Be. Okay. And walk me through how you're keeping your top of funnel wide. You mentioned people can get started with as little as just ten devices or ten employees. What are they getting? Is it free or not? So initially, it's kind of we believe kind of in the model of. Um, uh, try to pay. So start, feel the value of the product, see that it brings you value. Uh, in a sense, I think that the best thing that any SaaS company gives its customer is the conviction of bringing value rather than uh, uh, immediately uh, charge you upfront. So usually we start with a small pro- with a process of a few weeks of uh, demonstration or called proof of value in which we can demonstrate uh, the value to the customer. And only then uh, when when the volume starts to increase, then we'll convert into a paying customer. And Alfred, before we go and get your backstory from Argus into Talon, help me understand, well, I mean, what if someone's listening right now and wants to start on you guys, what should they expect to pay per device on average per month? So usually it would be a single digit dollars per device per month. Okay, so something like five to ten bucks per month per per. Now, yeah. if an employee has a cell phone, a laptop, and an iPad, is that ten, twenty, thirty bucks a month for that one employee? Because there's three devices. In use case, in in use cases like that, then usually it would be per device. So meaning yes, three. What usually happens is that on big organizations, then obviously they they have uh, bundles for for this type of these. Okay. But it's generally fair to say, just so my audience understands, you're charging sort of five to ten dollars per device, not per employee, because an employee could have three devices. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Let's get the backstory here. So, what did you? I mean, did you get the idea for this at Argus? Did you see something there or at Continental? So, if we go back kind of through the history of uh, of, of Argus, in a sense, we wanted to be to bring to the world something that brings a lot of, of value to solve a significant problem. Now, if you look at the world of uh, um, connected cars somewhere there in 2013, there were not many companies, right? General Motors, I think, one was one of the only ones of the first ones that were really focused on, on, on bringing connectivity. And then all of the other car manufacturers kind of uh, marched forward. So we had to understand there is a huge tectonic changes having uh, employees or, or having sorry, uh, customers interested to connect their vehicles to the outside world in order to gain a, to gain to gain a lot of insights uh, and also abilities to have more safety. Mm-hmm. And, and we understood that when 
you are bringing such capabilities into a market that wasn't dominated uh, with security issues uh, before that, then there would be a big vacuum, a big, a big issue that will come uh, in, into the world. Mm-hmm. And then at the point uh, after uh, three years after the, the acquisition, I've started working with uh, Ohad Bobrov, my co-founder uh, here at Talon. Ohad used to be the founder uh, of uh, Lacoon Mobile Security. Uh, have you heard about Lacoon, Nathan? I have not, but you two got together and what, what year was that? When did you write the first line of code for Talon? Um, so that was middle of uh, that was middle of 2020. And did you guys play nice? Did you just say, Ohad, you know, you're an equal partner. I love your brother. Let's split it 50-50 or did you negotiate like hell? Ohad and I know each other from the 8200 intelligence uh, unit days. So that was, I think, already 15 years ago. It was wow. clear to us that we are equal partners, that we are going into this journey. Uh, uh, as brothers, uh, play super well. Uh, it wasn't even something that I think we have discussed uh, more than uh, uh, 20 seconds. So that was one of, the, one of the first things that were completely clear. What credit card should I use? You guys have heard this. If you're scaling with 10, 20 employees, you know that your lead developer needed your credit card data to sign up for Jira or Trello. Your head of marketing needed the credit card to sign up for Facebook ads. Or your head of HR needed a credit card or your credit card data to sign up for that Delta trip you need to take to that next conference. Nobody understands or understood how to track this stuff efficiently and effectively until Ramp came along. Create virtual or physical cards for everybody on your team as you grow and build your SaaS company. Quickly log into Ramp and see where there are discounts you might be able to get that you didn't know about. For example, maybe you save 100 bucks a month on Trello or 20 bucks a month on your email marketing provider. Ramp has all these listed in their platform and you can assign a credit card, both virtual or and physical, to every employee and set limits. That way, you can quickly see if your dev tool spend is going up. Are you spending more on Trello? Or are Facebook ads increasing too fast? Or are you spending too much on travel? It's incredible the amount of insight you can see inside the ramp dashboard i got a look the other day and i was blown away i said i've got to partner with these guys check it out today at nathanlacka.com forward slash ramp that's nathanlacka.com forward slash ramp i'm not going to tell you about the special bonus you'll see but once you go to the landing page you'll see there's a big with two zeros bonus on this page nathanlacka.com forward slash ramp check it out today because time is money and i want you to save both who did yeah. you so tell me tell me if you can name them that would be amazing who was your first customer and how did you land them at the time that that we started with uh with Argus I think that um our, our first customers were some of, of of the biggest car manufacturers uh in in the world I think actually at the time it was one of the biggest uh, tier one uh manufacturers and and the logic and, and the reason why they came into the table at, at the car time manufacturers, was, you're talking Ford, these kinds of brands. Yes, 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 okay. yes, yes. And and the logic is that all of them were coming into relatively new world, into coming coming to new environment, and cybersecurity at the time wasn't uh, a big thing for 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 that area, right? Because cars weren't connected. Now you added a solar modem, um, and, and it was kind of the, the early stages. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that for us at, at Argus was, was very clear is that the opportunity here to bring something to the world was, was unique. And by the way, that's also what Ohad and I were looking uh, at, at mid-2020. So Ohad uh, was the founder of Lacoon Mobile Security. It was the first cybersecurity for, for smartphone. And one of the things that 
both of us experienced this tectonic change. So when I had started in 2011 with, with Lacoon, uh, smartphones weren't connected to, to organizations uh, at all. And all organizations wanted to allow this access. And then uh, when we started working together uh, June 2020, um, first point is that we knew that we wanted to work together. So that was this uh, brotherhood that you have mentioned. And second thing was, uh, um, can we bring something dramatic to the world? And, and I can so, tell you that... Actually, that so actually just, to move this, just to move this forward, because again, we've got about four or five minutes left here. So your first customers come from the space you came from, which is car manufacturers, You know, not Ford, but people maybe like Ford or maybe Ford too, but you can't comment. But those kinds of brands, that was your first group of customers. Where are you at today? Obviously, you're only a year, year and a half in, but how many customers today? So today we have about a dozen uh, design partners uh, getting uh, probably by the end of uh, this quarter to about uh, 20, uh, where the goal would be to bring as much as value as possible. So uh, over 12 design partners, does that mean they're paying customers or are you guys pre-revenue today? Today, the company is pre-commercialization. Okay. So, so pre-revenue, help me understand how you're learning right now. This is a beautiful place to be in as a founder, right? Is you're doing the yeah. design things, you're saying what will work, what won't, when should we launch pricing? How are you thinking about those challenges? I think one of the most important thing is to understand which problems are we tackling for the customers and exactly what are the biggest pain points that we are solving. Because each customer by definition, has uh, uh, different issues, different challenges. And what is kind of the common denominator that uh, most of them are, are having that we're, can, that we're able to bring uh, uh, that value as soon as possible? So mm-hmm. I think that's the most important thing. The second most important thing would be to understand um, and to identify exactly how is the fastest way uh, to present this value. Because mm-hmm. I think that one of the, the main challenges with a lot of security companies is how to present the value that you are bringing to the customer. Mm-hmm. And how many of the, I guess, how many devices are you managing across the 12 design partners right now? Like what's your actual install rate or install base, usage rate base? Now it's uh, hundreds and uh, growing to thousands. Okay. And so when I asked you earlier about pricing per device and you said sort of five to 10, it sounds like that you're still experimenting. You're not quite sure where pricing is going to end up, but you're testing right now on these 12 design partners. These are usually the feedbacks that we are getting, but not only from the design partners. So in a sense, in, in many sessions, then you are, you are touching and feeling what are the expectations. I see. Talk to me a little bit more about the funding history. And this is unique because I believe, again, you exited to Continental back in 2017. And I think it was a fairly large, it was a fairly large deal, right? What did you exit for? So the, the exit there was uh, for founded $30 million. Okay. And you were one of the founders there at that company, correct? Correct. So it was a meaning, I imagine that was a very meaningful exit for you personally, correct? Yeah. So, so why go raise cap? You've chosen to raise cap on this new company. Why raise capital? Why not be a little greedy and you and Ohad keep 100%, do your thing, use your own money to fund it? I think the most important thing when you're starting a new company is to choose the partners that you want to work with uh, along the way. And at least my view is that every new investor is actually a new, a new partner uh, for the journey. So understanding that with this partnership, you are getting more and more um, friends, uh, advisors, supporters, uh, networks. Uh, so choosing right, I think, is, is critical. And the opportunity to bring on board 
people like uh, uh, Lightspeed, uh, Teammate, um, Zora Zitzapel, uh, George Kurtz, Mark Anderson. These are not people that uh, uh, you, any entrepreneur should uh, choose not to have, rather than these are people that you want to attract in any way that you can. So this mm-hmm. is the main logic in, in every funding that, uh, by the way, also I had in my previous rounds. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, listen, investors would be writing you almost blank checks. Uh, how much did you totally, how much did you raise at Argus? Was that a good return for investors? Uh, at Argus, we raised a total of 30 million. Okay. So that should have been a fantastic deal then for investors, you know, not a thousand X, but certainly four five, six, 10 X right over a short period of time. So they're all going offer whatever you do next. I'll write you a blank $10 million check. Just let me in, please let me in. And you said, Zohar, Lightspeed, teammate, you know, and Adav, we want to let you guys in specifically for strategic reasons. How much did you choose to raise? Our seed round was 26 million. Okay. And most people in the seed round are selling sort of 10 to 20% of the business. I would argue since you're sort of a proven commodity, you've done this before, you had a bit more leverage. Were you able to get that money and sell less than 10% of the business? No, we sold more. Okay. So 10 to 20 is sort of the range. Were you sort of in that range? More than 20%. Oh, wow. Okay. Why did you, I would say that's pretty darn diluted for a seed round then. So these guys must be very strategic. Again, my, my view here uh, wasn't around uh, how much do I dilute? It's uh, how much value am I getting? And for me, it was, it was just, uh, uh, I want each one of them to have a good interest in the company, a good interest in, in our success. I want them as, as a partner. So it's not about how much am I am I giving from the company, but it's how much am I getting from these partnerships. That's the logic. Mm-hmm. And so how do they help you grow revenue, right? If you're raising 26 million and selling more than 20% to the business that you know you post money valuation, call it maybe somewhere around 100 million bucks, you got to grow into that valuation. You've done it before. So obviously everyone believes you can do it again, but how are they going to help you get your first paying customers? First point that is the most important for it for anyone is, is the product market fit, right? So uh, these are people that have seen a lot, have been operators, uh, a lot of them for significant portions of, of their career. The second point is exposing us uh, faster to their network of uh, connections, which is also super important. Uh, the third point is in a sense supporting us, the management, uh, in the challenges that we are having, because uh, in a sense, a lot of the things, even that we have done once, not everything uh, um, are completely repetitive. Mm-hmm. I yep. think these will be the, the, the most three points. Okay, Offer, we're out of time. Let's wrap up here, though, with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? It's a tough one. Uh, I think I'll go with the, the hardest thing about the hard thing. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? I'm trying to get a lot for many, but number one for me would be Zohar Zissapel here in Israel. Uh, com- what company is he with? Zohar was the founder of the Rad Group, probably one of the founding fathers of all of the Israeli high tech here. Oh, very cool. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Talon? Uh, that's easy, the browser. <laughs> number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Six. Okay. And situation, married, single kids? I'm uh, married with uh, two kids, four years old and two and a half. Wow, busy guy. How old are you? I'm uh, 35. 35. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. 
the importance of a team and and the fact that everything 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 is about who do you surround yourself with and uh, how to align this team to this uh, joint uh, uh, vision and mission Guys, Talonsec has invented a new browser specifically to help you keep your team safe from threats online. It's the first point in line of defense. He's done it before, sold his last company for 450 million bucks, raising just 30 million. A capital efficient founder, we like to say. Now jumping into Talonsec, raised 26 million bucks from strategic partners, sold more than 20% of the business, but he loves the strategy these partners are going to bring to the table. They're pre-revenue today, but looking at getting that going here in the next 12 months. We'll see what happens. Offer, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you very much, Evan.